Be ready for everything and anything. Every good player has the ability to slow the game down. It doesn't matter what just happened, it's what you're gonna do next. Welcome to the Get Zoned In podcast for coaches looking to improve their skills and knowledge both on and off the field. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, this podcast is for you. We'll be exploring a variety of topics that are relevant and important to baseball and softball coaches, but this advice can be used for all sports and skill levels. Join us as we dive into the world of coaching and learn from some of the best in the business. Whether you're looking to improve your team's performance or just want to make a positive impact on your players, we've got you covered. Let's go and let's play ball. Welcome to the Get Zoned In podcast, where we bring you the latest insights and stories from the world of sports. I'm Duke Baxter with Steve Nickrack inside Zone Sports Academy, and we have another great episode for you today. We've been traveling all over the country. We just got back from the ABCA. We were there the 4th, 5th, and 6th in Dallas, Texas. Woohoo! There were 7,000 baseball coaches there from all different levels. Remember, we just locked in our coaches clinic for March 2nd from 10 to 12 p.m. here at Zoned. We're only taking the first 108 coaches, so don't be blocked out. Coach Steve, what an awesome week we had. Yeah, Let's man. talk ABCA. It was awesome. I mean, it was three days of just jam-packed, you know, meeting old coaches that we haven't seen in a while, um, you know, getting to meet some new people that, you know, we've we've developed relationships with through social media a little bit, but never really got to put a face to the name. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we got to start with, with Coach Ferber's event on Thursday night. I know we talked about it in a couple of our posts, but the Coach's Developmental Clinic, it was, uh, you know, it was off-site. Um, it was down in Arlington. And, you know, they just had a powerhouse lineup of speakers. Uh, the, Wake, the Wake Forest staff was just awesome. The way they played off one another, you know, they talked a lot about, you know, not only their, their pitching staff, but their hitters and how they compete on a day-to-day basis. You know, 108 performance, Headley and, and Bleeker were there, and that was just, it was awesome, man. They're really good at what they do. Um, they they kind of dove deep into their uh, assessments, their water bag routine, um, you know, how they evaluate, evaluate certain hitters. Um, you know, and how they, they build build programs for them, out front hitting, just awesome stuff. You know, and, and my favorite quote from him was, you know, before we even dive into the mechanics, I always ask myself, or I ask the players, three questions. Are you swinging at good pitches? Are you on time? And did you have a good approach? Because without those three things, you know, hitting doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then obviously, Tewksbury you know, closed it out, and that was just, it was just really, really good. You know, my favorite thing about it was each coach got up, and the first words out of their mouth were, look, man, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. I'm here just to, just to learn, um, you know, to, to grow and develop just like everybody in this room. You know, Ferber had a packed house in there. You know, all good guys, good guys. You know, every guy stayed late and talked, talked baseball, talked hitting, talked their philosophies. Um, we got to catch up with our boy Joey Cunha. Um, he was showing us, you know, his new uh, – Farm balls that he has, machine balls for baseball and softball. So he's got a ton of really good products. After Thursday, I didn't know how it was going to get better. That was a lot of fun. That was a good good kickoff. I, I agree with you. And, you know, it was so interesting hearing guys at such a high level, and they all kept saying the word fun. And I thought that was refreshing because you think, oh, Wake Forest or, you know, this pro guy or Tewksbury, and they're, and they're talking about keeping it fun. You know, and like they said, we don't mean silly meaning goofing around, and we mean having fun. We mean you're sweating, 
you're working your butts off, but you're having fun doing it. And uh, here in the, the, head, the head coach at Wake and, you know, the way that he was discussing the fact that he challenged the players day in and day out so hard so that when that same exact challenge happens in a game or on the big stage, they've already been through that before, you know. And Moose was saying how if a guy can't hit a changeup, I'm going to throw nothing but changeups every single pitch. If it's 65 pitches in a row, I'm going to tell him it's coming and you have to figure it out. So if you don't go work on hitting changeups, <laughs> you're going to have a miserable day. And the second they do hit the changeup, everybody claps and acceler- and and uh, you know and celebrates. So I thought that was, you know, I thought that was another really cool part, but you know, I, I agree with you that, you know, to start out saying I don't have it all figured out going into it when you're talking about guys that really do have it pretty close to being all figured out, you know, it's it, it's cool when they say that and they're all about learning. So uh well, you know, I think it, you know, it, it trickles down to every coach. Yeah. You know, youth coaches that have maybe been doing it for a couple of years that think they have like the, you know, the the silver bullet and they have it right. all figured out. Well, you know, every single day we're learning from one another. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought a couple of the guys, you know, they said, you know, if I don't, if I'm struggling with a guy, you know, I'll send it out to my buddies. Right? Ferber said it. He's like, you know, if I if I can't quite figure it out, well, I've got one, two, three, four, five <laughs> guys that I can send it to. You know, and I think. I can say the same thing for our staff here. There's been plenty of times, yeah. you know, I come in the office and I show you a video or you show me a video, just a different set of eyes. And to me, that was just refreshing because you see crap on social media all the time. You know, it's got to be done this way. You've got to hit this way. You've got to yeah. think this way. You know, and to see some of the best in the business go against that and, and say, listen, that's not the way, right? right? We're not here for us. We're here for the players. And, you know, sometimes players need to hear different voices or just get a different set of eyes on them. So... Awesome, and, awesome. And you know what else was cool? How Headley, how, what was that uh, That mat called? What was it called? The performance mat, evaluation mat? It was their mat. 108 mat. I think it was just their evaluation mat. Evaluation mat, mat yeah. right. So the evaluation mat of having them start closed, start neutral, start open, start 8 inches apart, 12 inches, and work backwards, work forwards, work back in the box, front in the box. How do they, you know, all these different angles they're working on, and it's like, okay, that just goes to show. Some guys will hit better with a closed stance. Some guys with an open stance. Yep. Some guys, you know, with this kind of a tilt or the, you know, short stride, long stride, you know, wide base, shallow base. Like, and I think that's so, that just goes hand in hand with exactly what you just said. We're not cookie cutting anybody. Yeah, there are certain things that, that happen when you hit, but how guys get there, it's, you know, and then we get home, we get a good night's sleep, and then all of a sudden, 7 a.m., we're out there and, you know, I thought it was really funny how one of the guys said, you would think that at 6.30 in the morning, <laughs> a half hour before you're supposed to be somewhere, you're going to be the only one there. Meanwhile, only on the ba- only in baseball world would you see a packed house already at 6.30 a.m. when the first speaker's not on until, what, 8.45 or 9 o'clock. Well, Just- <laughs> good thing your alarm went off at 4. Duke's alarm goes off at 4 a.m. He looks at me and goes, Steve-O, we got to go? The thing didn't even open until 8. So it was like 5.05, and he goes to the gym. I'm like, all right, I need 25 more minutes. So at 5.30, I went down to the gym. There was probably six to eight guys in there. And by the time we got out at 6, 6.15, the gym was mobbed. We couldn't check in the night before. So, uh, you know, we had to check in at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning and get our credentials. So of course we're the first people there. I think six thirty-five. We told we told Eli to get there at six fifty-five. It was six fifty-seven, and Duke was pacing out in front of the building. But no, we got in and out. And then, I mean, Jay Johnson, keynote speaker, LSU head champ, 
Gosh. I mean, championships of 2023 with, between Cruz and Paul Skeens. I thought it was cool that the keynote speaker every year is the national champion from the year before. And they kind of talk about building that championship culture. And he actually didn't talk about Skeens or Cruz until the end. You know, those two yeah. big guys or even, even Tommy Tanks. Uh, right. He talked a lot about the guys early in the season that didn't have a significant impact on their roster and how those guys played key roles yeah. once they got to the College World Series. Um, you know, he mentioned one kid, I forget his name, but he said, you know, this kid came into my office a month into the season and said, you know, I'm not here to complain. I'm just here to let you know I'm ready to go when you need me. And just basically telling the coach, like, whenever my number is called, I'll be ready to play. And he ended up hitting two big homers in the College World Series. Like, yeah. those are the stories you want to hear about. You want to hear about, you know, the one uh, the one infielder. And he actually showed a screenshot of, of his phone with with the text messages. Oh, I you know, love he, that. he wanted to get better defensively. So what he did was, you know, he texted Coach Johnson, are we good for ground balls today at, you know, 6 o'clock? They had an 8 o'clock game. So he went there and got his early work in. And then, you know, the following Tuesday morning, they have an afternoon game, so they met early. And then it was every single game for a week straight, you know, in the dog days of, you know, your 50-something games into the season. And this kid just wanted to get to the field early, get his early work in. It's always good hearing those those stories, you know, the ups and downs of the season, you know, what made their team click. Awesome, awesome jump start and first presentation. And, you know, the cool thing is, like, he was talking about so many downs, right? They had, they had so many downs in the beginning and going through some struggles and some injuries. And it's like, that's what makes the up so good. It's like they worked so hard when things were down. So when things started working well, everybody just exploded. Yep. And they were just at the top of their game well, playing against an awesome team. Yeah, playing, people forget yeah. game two, they lost 24-4. Right. Game two of the College World Series. And it's like, all right, how do we bounce back from that? And I think his, his message was, before we leave this locker room, it's going to be behind us. And yep. we've all had that. I mean, we've had that coaching eight, nine, you know, 15 new teams where you get your doors kicked in one day. Like, how do you forget it, you know, and move on to day two? And he just basically, right, came up with that agreement yeah. amongst his team. We're not leaving until it's behind us. And then they kind of showed up with a clean slate, slate on game three. And then the following right after that was Darren Everson, my uh, my buddy that I played with in 97 um, in Madison. And he's uh, double-A with the Mets right now. And he was talking about his systematic approach to develop hitters in game performance. And he kept it simple. You know, he kept it simple. You know, was talking about... Um, you know, angles. He was just talking about swing path and how to get there, talking about timing and rhythm and pitch selection and what's their approach. So, you know, I, we say this almost every year, but they don't talk a lot about the mechanics. They talk so much more about how's your mind, getting your mind right, making sure that you're, you have an approach. And then everything else falls into place. And I, and I don't mean that as you don't have to worry about your mechanics, but when you're a college or a prof- professional athlete, you know, you, you have a pretty good swing, yeah. but the mental side can screw up everything, no matter how good your swing is, and vice versa. You know, you can have an amazing swing, but if you're, you know, if, if you don't have an approach at all, like he was talking about the, you know, one of his players, how it was like taking so many pitches because he, he didn't have a plan inside, outside, like, what am I doing? But that was, that was awesome. It was awesome talking to him after and, and saying what's up, but, uh, you know, and then from there, we went right into the, into the booth, right? We... I mean, I don't know how many vendors were in there, but holy, there had to be a mile. Of, and you know how I go. I go up and down every single aisle. And I know we missed three or four aisles, but Coach Steve said, no way. There's no way we missed an aisle. But Coach Steve, what was one of your favorite products or just something that you thought was interesting? 
I think there was a lot of really good products. Um, one product we didn't get to see until the last day was Split Grip. Thought it was a really, really cool product. Corey and the guys down at Split Grip developed a bat that is actually three-in-one. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's a, a wooden baseball bat, but it's got two handles on it. So you can actually work on Split Grip. You can use the top handle to, to make it a short bat, or you can use the top, hand, you know, the top handle and make it a one-handed trainer, which I just thought was a really creative way of kind of intertwining three different sets of drills that we would normally use yeah. into one tool. Um, really good quality. They have flat bats. They have shorty, shorty ones. They have short fungos. Um, so they're doing really, really big things, and I'm um, looking forward to uh, we stayed in contact after we left and getting a couple of those here at Zoned and you know, implementing them into the, the daily routine because those are three things that we use a lot. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I really liked, which we actually got a week prior, hadn't really had a chance to use it, but the pitch logic balls. Yeah. Mikey really loves those, and you know, we, we brought them in. Last year they stopped by, and we just really weren't quite ready for them or, I don't know, it was busy season. And, but this year we, we went back and looked at them again, and, man, they, they show some crazy things, right? They, they show arm angle. They show which, which way the ball spins. There's a really good uh, visual for the, for the kids, no matter whether you're 7 or 12. It's one of those things where you can see by just looking at the screen, how the ball came out of their hand, what the ball did out of their hand, what their arm looks like in their arm circle and release. So you can tell a kid and, and, and help them right there in the spot. And they can even see it themselves with, with what the they report. need. Yes. Yeah, it prints out a report form and sends it to them. Yeah. I know, our, uh, you know my brother Mike's loved it for our Velocity and Arm Care program because of that reason right there. Like you're able yeah. to get a lot of kids using it you know, you update the iPad and it shoots them, a, you know, a report of their session for the day. So they know exactly what they got to work on at home. That was a great one. Obviously, our boys at Fielder's Dome, Matt, you know, that's that's a product that we use all the time. That's yeah. another, you know, one of our favorites. Um, got to catch up with Ho Jose Trevino for a while. Yeah. They actually created a new a new product, um, the, the home plate, mm -hmm. that I'm looking forward to getting our hands on a little bit with, um, you know, kind of a program based around creating angles as a catcher. You know, stealing that, they call it a stride ball, or right? that ball on the corner that's, that's close to being a strike, but how catchers can position their bodies um, to get those calls an inch and a half, two inches off the plate, sometimes five inches off the plate for eight to ten-year-old baseball. But, <laughs> you know, I just I thought that was a really cool product. Um, so it was obviously great catching up with them as well. And then after that, we headed over to, uh, to a little luncheon, and we're listening to, uh, to Devin over at Driveline and um, Jordan over at New York uh, Baseball M Empire Baseball, and they were just, man, they, they got into it, right? Devin's book, uh, Skills That Scale, it hasn't been out yet. He's taking pre-sale right now, but, man, the, 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 the intensity and the passion that they have for the game and what kind of what goes into it. And Devin was talking about the, the number of youth pitchers and arm injuries, how high it is now, and it's, like, at such an alarming rate and he just really started getting a, getting passionate about what he was talking about and then Jordan was kind of doing the same but that was a that was a pretty good private group of people there were some big dogs in there no doubt and I think you know when you're up at at five o'clock in the morning and you're going non-stop and you're getting invited to to clinics and speakers yeah. you know you start to get tired towards the end of the day not in there <laughs> not, right? in, the, not in there the energy and the passion that they have you know I thought it was interesting what Devin said He's been coaching for a while, and he knows the game. You know, it took him coaching his son to realize, you know, that he needed to make a change. Yeah. 
and we all have those stories. You know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, when I first started coaching, I would run hot sometimes. I'd be tougher. I'm trying to, you know, tell you exactly the way he would, you know, he was portraying it. But it was basically with his son and how he transitioned and he he pretty much changed his his mindset as a coach, mm -hmm. which I think it, it's so important for us all to develop and get better each year and self-evaluate. And, you know, he gave himself a self-evaluation and, you know, then he wrote his book. I can't wait to read it because, yeah. you know, I'm sure it's going to go in, in depth a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the passion that those guys have for, for coaching youth baseball, you know, that trickles down to every single person listening to this show and us, our coaches here at the facility and, you know, equipping your coaches with everything they need to take on that title of coach and, and make sure they're doing it for the right reasons. Then we went to a little barbecue. Yep. Hard eight barbecue. That was pretty uh, pretty awesome. I'm not a real big barbecue guy, but man, was that barbecue good. And you got to meet a guy that actually, his dad, you, you, you golf with his dad. Oh. How crazy was that? We're in mid-conversation going over league apps and how to use this and that. And Steve's like, wait a second, what's your last name? And the guy's like, yeah, my dad goes to a New Jersey National. And we're like, so we just were like, what a small world. Here we are in, in Dallas, Texas, talking to the guy from league apps. Meanwhile... We both belong to uh, <laughs> golf plates with that. with the same guy. Yeah, that, that was cool. Um, and he's from here. He's from Basking Ridge. Yeah. So it's a small world. And I think the more you you network at those events and you yeah. talk to people and you get around them and you end up knowing so many of the same people. You've crossed paths a million times before. But uh, like I said in the beginning, man, it's just a kind of a refresh button, and you know, it's a good ju jump start into 2024. Aside from. Uh, you know, feeling feeling like we're doing the right things here, and we're yeah. you're heading you're heading down the right track. It's also it's also good to hear different perspectives and how different businesses are run. Yeah. You know, different terminology that certain coaches use. Um, you know, ways to connect with their players. So if you haven't been to the ABC, ABCA before, I mean, it's it's welcoming for all ages, all abilities. I mean, next year's in Washington D.C., which is nice. It's not a plane ticket away. Yeah. You know, it's a drive, and uh, you know we're fired up and ready for it. Let's talk. Can you tell us before before we get off? Can you uh, can you tell us a little? This is my favorite story of the entire uh, the entire trip. Was that one dad that walked over to you and the little boy that was there? And the dad was so excited to see you and the the boy and the tell, tell us what happened there when that when that dad tapped you on the shoulder. Yeah, we ran into him on on Friday, and you know he he came up to Duke and I and just said you know he had been using Dominate the Diamond. He appreciates it so much because it's helping him him grow as a coach. It's helping him be prepared and prepare his assistant coaches. And then I didn't realize that he had his whole family there. So he had his little son and daughter there, and they must have been five or six years <laughs> old. And, uh, you know, he stopped me again and just wanted to introduce his son. So I got to give him a handshake. And, you know, he said, ah, man, I forget the son's name. But he said, you know, this is this is Coach Steve. This is the, this is the coach that's helping Daddy out teach you. Right. And, you know, those are the stories and, like, you know, I was I was taken back because mm -hmm. he really, really appreciated what we do. And, uh, you know, if we didn't have fire and, and juice to continue to yeah. create programs and, and help coaches the best we possibly can, you know, that right there is, is all the fuel you need. And, you know, what's cool is, is last year it seemed like there were a lot of people that stopped us and talked to us and, you know, telling us the ways that they use the, the templates and the practice plans and how creative and fun the drills are. But you, this year it seemed almost the same way, but there were a lot of college coaches and, you know, higher level coaches doing the same thing. And it was just, you know, the energy and the drills and, oh, I like how you guys wrap this drill in with that one. And I really like, you know, when you guys are talking now more about how to deal with 
coach to player relationships. I think a lot of the, you know, a lot of times that stuff's not talked about. You know, how do you deal with the emotional side of a player? You know, what's the best way to, to handle a parent that's, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit overbearing, but people don't really talk about that, that stuff. They just talk more about the X's and O's and what do I do on a first and third player? You know, how do I get my kid from, you know, to stop stepping out? But yeah. I think that we need to, to really keep, keep continuing to talk about the whole thing because we talk about it every day at Zones. Yeah. You know, when we're here, we're talking about all kinds of stuff that happens. So I think that, uh, you know, we really appreciate everybody giving us that feedback because, like Steve said, that that's what fuels us to keep on doing it. Duke, let's talk about this real quick. I know you mentioned um, the, the softball convention you were at not too long ago with JB, and I know you said you really wanted to get a picture with somebody, and you were just a little hesitant or shy, and I'm that way too. Um, you know, when we were at the ABCA, we saw Steve Springer, and you're like, yo, there's Steve Springer. Go say hi. And I was just kind of like hesitant. And then he saw us and we ended up having a great conversation. Yes. So I think, you know, anytime you're at these, these conventions, it can be nerve wracking or you can get shy for a split second. It doesn't matter what level of coach you are, where you coach, get out there and put your name out there and go introduce yourself to people. Um, you know, some of the most welcoming people I've ever seen. That's you awesome. Way? You know what? It, 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 it's so cool because... I learned something from from Jordan and we when I was in Kansas City and there I was I'm sitting there and the Kansas City GM was in there and I'm like oh that'd be so cool to take a picture. He took my phone, walked me over to the guy. I would never have done it on my own, right? Took a picture I'm like, "Dude, that's so awesome. Like that was great. That was He goes, "Listen, let me tell you a story real fast." He goes, I had the bases loaded. I was up. I was 14 years old. I was nervous. I'm standing there. I have two strikes. He goes, this is the position and the situation I, I live for as a baseball player. He goes, and I got nervous, and I just watched strike three. He goes, and that day haunted me for so long of, I just didn't pull the trigger. I didn't give myself a chance to even hit the ball. Instead, I'm out. He said the next year, that same exact thing happened to him. And he said, you know what? I'm swinging three times. We get three chances. I'm, I'm taking full advantage of it every single time. And I'm not going to let an opportunity pass me by without giving it, giving it something, at least trying. And that's exactly what happened when Montana Fouts and, and Paige Hall said we're, we're at the convention. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're both there. Ah, I feel weird. I can't go up to them and talk to them. And the next day, I was like, the whole entire ride home, I was kicking myself like, come on, they're, they're two softball players. And here I'm like, man. So the next day I saw Paige and the first thing I did, I just walked right up to the booth, took my phone out and was like, hey, can I take a picture? You have awesome videos, we love watching your stuff. And it was like, really, like what's the big deal? But, so no matter, the point of saying that is no matter who you are, how old you are, how confident you may be, we all still go through that same exact situation. So it's a matter of just pushing yourself a tiny bit to just walk over, make eye contact, because you have everything in common. When Springer started talking to us, it was like he was like he was a buddy. Handshake, hugs, make sure you we're like Well we went from being right? being a little hesitant to introduce ourselves and say hi to him saying, you guys better text me and let's do a clinic at Zone. Here's my cell phone number. Yeah, like, Call us, right? Like, like, and that's the kind of people that we all are. And it's just like, man, we got to. So for all you coaches out there that are afraid to make that connection or make a call or send an email, just do it. Just do it.
We just want to say thanks so much for, for joining us today on the Get Zoned In podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful and informative. If you like what you heard and want to learn more, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social medias at Zone Sports and at Dominate the Diamond. We'll be back with more tips, insights, and expert interviews to help you become a better coach. We also want to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, send us an email, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Go dominate the day.